0: Karen J. Greenberg. Karen is director of the Center on National Security. She's a noted expert on national security, terrorism, and civil liberties. Author of the least worst place: Guantanamo's first 100 days. It was selected as one of the best books of 2009 by the Washington Post. She's co-editor with Joshua L. Dratel of the Torture Papers and The Road to Abu Ghraib, 2005. Editor of many books, including The Torture Debate in America, 2006. Her work has appeared in many collections. It's been featured in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the. LA Times and on major news channels. More than a pleasure to have Karen Greenberg as our guest. Karen, good afternoon. Welcome. I'm a fan of yours and your work. I also heard an interview with you uh, as of late uh, about women uh, in terrorism uh, roles, and we will talk about that in addition to LA, if you don't mind, uh, in this half hour. Just cram it all in. uh, And I really am glad to have you with us. Thank you.
1: I'm really
0: glad to be here. Uh, Karen, a lot of people were freaked out. i got to admit, so was I when I heard you know, the two people that were killed in San Bernardino that were responsible, these terrorists, for these attacks were a man and a woman, a husband and a wife, and that they had dropped off their six-month-old child uh, before that. Uh, why is it, Karen, that even still, whether it's putting a woman to death – Um, or it's a woman who signs up to die for a horrific cause, such as joining ISIS. Um, Why are people so surprised that women who fight worldwide to be equal to men get involved in men's work, even when it's terrorism?
1: Well, one of the reasons may be, when it comes to terrorism, that there have been very few women that have been involved by name with fighting for, let's say, al-Qaeda or associated forces. Of the more than 500 cases, al-Qaeda-related cases since 9-11 in this country, only a handful uh, involved women. So the statistics bear out that it's not that surprising. The the deeper question of, you know, why don't we assume that women want to fight is an interesting question, and now we're seeing with ISIS that it is attracting women and attracting them to the cause of jihad. So, um, but in terrorism in general, in this country, we haven't seen women who have joined up.
0: You know, a lot of people are just uh, mystified by this. I'm a mom of a seven- and eight-year-old. Um, first of all, and not that you, you know the, the mind, but why would a woman join ISIS? My, my understanding is ISIS presents them with something very different than what they end up doing, because ISIS is very clear on the roles, and the roles are almost like, you know, you're a servant to the guys who are going to, you know, fight and blow things up, including themselves.
1: I'm not so sure if you if you look at uh, some of the letters and other things that these women have either written or divulged allegedly uh, to law enforcement you see that some of them yes are attracted to go to very you know female type of roles despite what the news says about what can happen to them whether they're going to be raped or killed or asked to do certain things when they're over there but I think the appeal for women to Isis is very much the same thing as the appeal for males, which has to do with serving something larger than yourself and belonging to a mission, in this case a mission that is deeply religious. And so some of these women have been attracted, in their own words, by being able to practice their religion in a country that only practices a religion, or in the caliphate, that only practices a religion with the kind of um, extremism that they want to practice. Um, and others are attracted for a whole range of things. Some want to bear children to men, as um, as you know. Some want to teach. Some want to nurse. Um, and there's always in there, and if it's necessary for, this, for the cause, it's not inconceivable that fighting would be part of it. So I think they're attracted for the same reasons that men are attracted, um, whether it makes sense given what we know about ISIS and women. That's a whole other um,
0: story. Do you think the recruitment tactics uh, that ISIS used to radicalize men will be the same for women?
1: I think they touch a little different nerve, but I think that the end result is very much the same. Are you feeling alienated? Are you feeling... Uh, sort of disenfranchised, do you want to join the Islamic State? Do you want to join something that you can serve bigger than yourself? And the very unfortunate part of this is that this rings true um, and somehow desirable for women as well as for men. So while some of the message may be different, which is, come help our men fight their jihad, you know, Part of what they're appealing to, as I said before, is really very much the, the same. Which is, and, and remember, many of them are young, um, and so they're, they're being approached by ISIS at a time when their identities are still forming. And, and so this complicates the situation even more. Uh,
0: one last minute here, Karen. What would you like our listeners to come away with? And we definitely will have you back for more discussion on this and other issues regarding terrorism very quickly.
1: They should come away with is that there's no cookie cutter analysis for who's joining ISIS. That they are children and others brought up in all different religions. They're joining for reasons of alienation um, and and lonerdom and and frustration. And that we're really going to have to think about how to counter this from the point of view of not just law enforcement, but a whole rethinking in our civil society sector.
0: Um, okay, and I, I like what you're saying because. That, you know, work to stop the radicalization. You know, prevention is key. Uh, Karen, thank you for joining us. Karen Greenberg, Director of the Center on National Security. The website is centeronnationalsecurity.org. Follow her on Twitter at Karen, K-A-R-E-N, Greenberg, G-R-E-E-N-B-E-R-G, 3.